long time ago on a podcast not that far away. It is, in fact, the Bennett Brothers podcast for the Star Wars TV series Andor Season 1. Finally, I'm Jerry Bennett. And I'm Joel Bennett. Thank you for joining us. We are going to talk about the latest Star Wars series, Andor. If you want to hear our previous podcast on the Star Wars Disney Plus universe, uh, the TV shows that have come out, we have them out there. Go to BennettBrothersPodcast.wordpress.com. They have them all there. Or go to like iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. They might be up there. They might not. If you can't find them, just email us and we'll tell you or send them to you directly as a link. Joel, how could they get in touch with us that way? Facebook.com slash Facebook.com slash Bennett Brothers Podcast, Twitter at Bennett Bros Pod, or send us the old email. It might as well be snail mail. Nobody uses the Gmail address. Bennett I don't Brothers know. Podcast at gmail.com. We talked about this. There may be three hundred there waiting for us, but you know I get no, and I get I get notifications. It's like crickets. Crickets! No, see, now you're saying that, and now people are just going to send... One nice person is going to send an email to it, and you got to look at it now. Never happen. All right, all right. And last place you can get in touch with us, which is patreon.com slash Bennett Brothers Podcast. I got it, right? Yes! Awesome. (laughs) Uh, And we have a brand... You know, we we just put up a couple of uh, mini-casts there. That's a place where you could actually help us out. Throw a dollar at us, and it helps podcasts keep the lights go on. And we just put up in November two more mini-casts, which are exclusive to there, so that you can actually get extra stuff. And there should be another podcast, mini-cast, going up uh, next week. So we got that, and we probably will record some more during the holiday break, because we have nothing but time. Let's do it. Here we go. Andor, TV series, initially going to be five seasons, and each season would have been a year. That was the original goal on this. This takes place, as you probably know since you've watched this, spoilers for everything Star Wars. Uh, Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's dad. And in the show, in the universe, there was going to be uh, five, like I said, five seasons, 12 episodes each, which is extremely ambitious. But then That's they sixty episodes, Jerry. But then they changed the idea. They changed it, and what they've done is this: this takes place five years before Yavin, which is says in the opening there. But that actually means five years before. Basically, it says Yavin, so it's within months of when Rogue One happens. This is five years before. If you know the, the series Rogue One, which obviously you do, this is all a prequel. Obviously, you know that. And this year was what? just the five years. The second year, which was supposed to be just. Four years before is now going to be told in three episode arcs, very similar to how this season has three episode story arcs for the most part. It got a little different at the end, and that'll be you know four years away, three years, two years, one year. So they decided to do a whole year here, all twelve episodes, and it wasn't twelve episodes like Wandavision where it's a half an hour or She Hulk. These are full blown. The only thing longer than this is like watching Rings of Power, which is like we're going to watch one episode of Rings of Power. It's an hour and twenty minutes, yep. and it's fantastic. Are you? How were you at with that? Uh, I I just finished the fifth episode. So. Was I wrong? Was it good stuff? Just good stuff. No, it's good stuff. I mean, I, I want to see where it's going. Right now, it feels like it's it's constantly leading to something. I don't know where it's going. So we'll see. I don't want. Yeah. But that's not why you're. <laughs> no, that's no. not why you called. But you are. You you do listen for the the tangents. So Joel, in just general statements, we'll get into the detail of it. What did you think? of the first season of the TV series Andor, starring the character Cassian Andor. Yes. 
I'm going to preface all of this by saying how I love this. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I'm going to edit out all the prefaces, so it's going to go right to your answer. Anyways, no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. As I was <laughs> saying, uh, this show... So in the, in the Star Wars creative universe, at least cinematically or on film, not counting books and things like that, overall, I think there have been three people that get Star Wars. George Lucas got it. He might have lost it, but he got it. Uh, me. Uh, um, I get it. Uh, why do you, wait, you, you, now you made me. Uh, Dave Filoni, he gets Star Wars. And Tony Gilroy, he gets Star Wars as well. Not John Favreau. He's, so, he's uh, I, I don't think. J.J. Abrams I don't got if, it until he did the third no, film. I don't even know it. if he got it. I don't know if J.J. Abrams got it because he retold Star Wars. I mean, come on. Number seven is number is the same thing as number four. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, those three, those three guys, they get Star Wars. Okay, and they're totally different, right? They're totally different. George Lucas is what he does with Muppets. Uh, Dave Filoni does his thing. He's really good with more of the fun of Star Wars, and Tony Gilroy gets the the suspense and the adult themes of, th- of Star Wars, which and that that's awesome. Why 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 I say John Favreau may not get? I know I shouldn't I, I shouldn't have done. No, no, Dave done. Filoni is uh, I think he's one of the reasons Mandalorian did good because we saw what John Favreau was able to do with Book of Boba Fett, and I think it was we we bought you listen to our podcast on it. It was okay. It was okay. I'm sure if we watch it again, we'd probably like it more. But in in hindsight, it's just okay. This is great. I have some. Some quibbles and some quabbles. I don't know if that are quabbles a thing. I have some things I want to mention in here. But, man, this is... I could watch this all day, every day, this kind of storytelling, because it was riveting. Jerry, what'd you think? This was the most adult Star Wars show ever created. Beyond the books, beyond anything, this was a political thriller, a assassination thriller, a heist thriller, a jailbreak thriller. Is it more, I'm sorry, is it more adult than Rogue One or is it the same thing? Same thing. Okay. Same thing. Because it's, yeah. Rogue One had a had a lightness to it with K2SO4 a little bit. He got to, you know, he, sure. he got yeah. to, he got to make it, you a know. A little humor in there. Yes. And, and <laughs> even, was, even, the, no even in the, the, the wills, you know, their, their banter back and yep, forth. Yep. It gets dark and everything, but there was a level of lightness to a dark story but this is close this one this one is i'm, I'm blown away with this I, I i'm so i'm trying to pick the right words because i don't want to say ah yes we got rid of the the, the wizards and their magic no. swords and stuff because i love that of course you do. love this obi-wan was a flawed show but i loved it mm-hmm. and the parts of obi-wan i really loved i really really loved and the parts of obi-wan that are flawed they're flawed and you know you kind of wish they'd be a little bit better the same way with boba fett parts of boba fett i love Love Black Chrysanthemum and Chrysanthemum and all those other stuff. This gets rid of all that, and I don't mind. I should be going, uh, okay, come on, you know, you know, oh, Mon Mothma's daughter, and I don't care, and she's hiding this money, but it's done so well. Even when you know there might be a generalized setup for like two episodes before the big payoff, which happens like three times in this, I don't care. It was still so. Detailed. You know that you're going into this prison situation where you're going to go, oh, how many times do I got to see these guys hit the crank, lift it up, move it over? Let the... And normally I would just be, I don't care. I don't care. And I was riveted. You know, it, it just, I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. It's world building. It's, it's those details. It's all that middle, the little stuff. And it's not, just, it. it's not just, it's not just the details you see on the screen, or it is the details you see on the screen. The cinematography, 
the production design, the storytelling, the blocking and all. Everything has a point. When you're seeing that over and over again and they're showing it from different angles. I don't I mean I I bet if you watched it from the beginning when they were, when he first entered the prison and to the end when he knows what's going on, you're going to see different character choices that are appropriate. You're going to see different shot selections because now it's showing that they're, they're you know, he's into it and he's he's figuring it out and he wants to get out. You're going it, it's really really smart storytelling from a filmatic standpoint. And I that that to me is awesome. Uh let me let me uh touch on a couple things that I uh they're not flaws, but there's things that I noticed as I was watching. One, this is a show that you could not be on your phone for. You couldn't be on your phone for this show. Maybe you could, but holy smokes. Well, I, I, there is I will so say this with me detail. with Star Wars. I never get on the phone just sure. because it's Star Wars. But, but, yes, the, but there is definitely. so much detail in this that even after watching it, I had to go and watch other like, recaps and things like that, and I missed a ton because this show does not lay it out for you. It does not tell you uh, certain things like who the other rebel leader was that they set the trap for and they killed all his men. Do you know? Do you remember his name? Uh, something, something. Carton or Kraken or something like that. Those aren't even close. I, no, because of the K, I'm pretty sure. But see, that's what I'm saying. That was a whole subplot that if you blink, you miss it, and it might be important to you know later on down the road for you know different people's storylines, and that's important. Same for instance, the kid who throws the grenade in the last episode. He was in a bunch of episodes. Mm-hmm. He was always there, but you know what? I didn't pay attention to him. Because there's so much. You're looking at exactly. the world. You already have a you already have a series of main characters that when you finally get to know them, they wipe them out, and then they bring a new set in, and then they wipe them out, and you're kind of like, oh, yeah, this was... Weren't these the people in the heist at the beginning? Oh, no, we killed off over half of them. Wait, wasn't this some of the people from the prison? Oh, no, we got rid of them. So there's nothing wrong with it. No, you know. and that's what I'm saying is it's a flaw in the sense that I don't know what's. I don't know who these people are. I don't know who they're, they're talking about. I'm getting. I'm getting bogged down in some of the dialogue because I don't know what's going on. But if you go back and rewatch the show, or if you you know look at the the bigger media universe around Star Wars with recappers and YouTubers and all that kind it of helps. stuff, Bennett Brothers podcast, it helps to actually have those people to go. Hey, by the way, this person was here. Hey, by the way, this is what is going on with Mon Mothma, and why she, why you know, why she's turning on her. She says the thing about her husband gambling, and it's the she knows the limo driver. Like, how many people still don't figure that online? I'm surprised that people didn't like. Oh, didn't she know? It's like it's clearly obvious. Yeah, obvious, obvious. She's saying that she's saying that to the limo driver to set up an excuse so that they can why they're having money transfer and the show doesn't come around and say it here's does not come out and say you, it. I, you, like it, it, I like that because it does I do it, too it, it treats us like adults it does and i mean you mentioned the kid throwing the bomb yeah it was one of those ones where i'm like when we were watching it do we know him and i you know i feel dumb in a way because i like I, I guess we do and of course i watch recaps and go oh yeah that's that kid another one that totally blew past me was the guy who was the traitor the black guy who was like mm-hmm. i'm like do we know him? And it's like, yeah, the first episode. Oh, yeah, back 11 episodes ago when we're introduced to seven characters, he's one of them who's actually, you know, Andor owes him money. And there's that and he, whole scene. He has a he has a partner, too. Yeah. The, like a big alien who we don't see again, unless we do in the background. But, like, he would have been interested. I don't remember back, seeing but... this guy. Maybe he was in episode 11, 11 and 12. But he hasn't been around since one. So... I'm, I think we are forgiven. And maybe may, if you want to pick out a, a fault with the show is maybe 
some of those characters that were key at the end, maybe you could say, oh, it would have, it would have had a little more resonance at the time I watched it if I went, oh, that's right, that's that guy. You know, and and do you do that by doing a previously on? And does that does that help? Is that spoil? Or is it like you said? They're going, no, no, you got to do your homework, which sometimes can can suck. But also, you're like, no, no, this is wonderful. I love this. Mm-hmm. I don't if know. You look, look at the size of this cast. It was huge. And it, granted, a bunch of them are only in one or one to three episodes, but it's a huge cast, and you're getting to know a lot of people. So much so that when you when you end up uh, seeing his friend uh, who escapes the prison with. Mal- Malfi? Yeah, who's from who's from uh, Rogue One. You're like, oh, yeah, that guy was in Rogue One. Yeah, and the only way is in, I don't care who says they, they knew that. I didn't know that until after, like, the after the first prison episode, people are going, hey, that's the guy from Rogue One. And I go, which guy? And I've seen mm-hmm. Rogue One probably three or four times. Yeah. He's one of the many uh, not, I mean, again, Rogue One, you have a cast he's of, one of the, seven. He's one of the, thir- the, the, the crews, the ships. That yeah, maybe he's got a couple team. lines, and you go, oh, yeah, there's that guy, but he's designed to blend in the background, so I was happy when they said yeah, that. Yeah, that's then you cool, go, though. I love that they did that, and I love that you can either know him from that. Now when you watch Rogue One, though, this is, I love this kind of stuff. Now when you watch Rogue One, more stuff is going to make sense. More things are like, oh, that's that guy. That's his relationship. How did Andor get to this? We're going to really get that in season two, but well, yeah. Joel, okay, so back up to what you talked about. You talked, uh, and you were raised, uh, having praise to the director slash showrunner, however you want to say this, of Tony Gilroy. Who, One of the directors. There was a couple. But of he was also, I mean, he's kind no, he, of. He, he didn't direct it. Uh, he's the showrunner. Yeah, he's they the don't, show, they don't, creator they, showrunner. Disney and Marvel don't like to use that title, but he's the showrunner. Yeah, there was three he directors out of the show. Toby Haynes, Benjamin Creel. Tony Gilroy, who is more Susan known White, for being a writer. And he wrote *The Devil's Advocate*. He did. He wrote all the Bourne movies, and uh, he did an adaptation of *Armageddon* and uh, *Dolores Claiborne* and a bunch of films. He also wrote and directed *Michael Clayton*, a movie oh, called *God*. I hate that movie. Uh, *Duplicity*. The only film of his that I've actually, you know, Michael Clayton I, sucks. Best Picture nominated film. Today. It was. Uh, he did *The Bourne Legacy*. He directed that, which is Jeremy Renner. Renner which yeah. I remember thinking that's fine. Nothing stood out. Nothing was nothing mm, bad. Forgettable. But here's what here's where it comes into play. He did not direct Rogue One. Garth Edwards did. Yes. Garth Edwards, who had done the first Godzilla film, brought him in to do this. But Tony Gilroy was brought in, just like all the other Marvel, all the other Star Wars films. When Kathleen Kennedy kind of shot herself in the foot, and they Ron go, we, Howard. They bring somebody else in, and Tony Gilroy is credited in Rogue One as a screenwriter, but he ghost directed a bunch of stuff, including the whole ending. Mm-hmm. And some people have said. You know, and, and Garth Edwards, uh, director, has played ball. He didn't come out and you know, like say he's like, yeah, it's great. Okay, everything's wonderful. It makes you wonder how much did he really do? Again, this comes. We've had this conversation about how the Lucasfilm team did not have somebody standing over the top going, "Hey, we have a Kevin Feige or a Lou Esposito, somebody who has looking at the big picture." They were kind of like. Kathleen Kennedy's like, I'm sure it'll take care of itself. And she blew let's it. Let's do Solo. When? She blew it. When he's a kid. Yay. And let's let's just have the next movie in the Star Wars trilogy. You know, what's going to happen? I'm going to kill everybody in this one. Good luck next film. And they go, oh, what did we do? Thank God for Dave Filoni. So anyways, <laughs> so so Tony Gilroy, they went and got this guy in here. And he is, like you said, knocked it out of the park. It has a lot to do with his, uh, he's, he's listed as creator. And uh, of the show, he created the show again. Showrunner is the best way to say one of the executive producers and the writer. And uh, you know, I think think, think he did the wigs too. I'm not sure. He might have. (laughs) 
There were wigs? <laughs> uh, but the like like they said, the world, all of this stuff, the, the, the adult aspect of it. And by adult, adult doesn't mean, you know, cussing and nudity and violence. Adult means adult storytelling. Mm-hmm. West Wing, although it has nothing to do with the West Wing, you think about that and you're like, oh, that's a show. If I was a kid, like, oh, my parents are watching this. Mm-hmm. Oh, Snoresville. They're going to watch Marcus Welby. There's an old reference. They're going to watch, you know, something like that versus when you become an adult, you're like, no, no, this is fantastic. There's laser guns every now and again, but look at the political intrigue. How are they going to get through this? Mm-hmm. How is HR going to handle this? <laughs> they deal with HR. That's going to be the craziest thing. Jerry, Jerry was, oh my God, they're talking about the data that they probably He's so excited, but not just there is, there is an a gravitas to this show. Even the actor, like between uh, between Luthen, Stellan Skarsgård, and Forrest Whitaker playing um, Sagriera, uh, Diego Mothma. Diego Luna, like all Mon Mothma, uh, Gwen, uh, Genevieve O'Reilly, I believe is her name. Look These actors are just top notch. The dialogue is top notch. So, for instance, uh, I, and I, this, I'm, I'm taking a quick tangent here, but I love good monologues. I love good monologues in TV shows because you don't get them that often. And one of the one of the one of the shining examples of awesome monologues for a TV show, not monologues, maybe like really long acting beats, is you know the Haunting of Hill House and Midnight Mass. Right, they have these long, drawn out things where they, they, people are just talking the whole time. Midnight and, Mass, maybe a little too long. No, no, I, well, I, I love <laughs> it. I personally love it. Versus like Midnight Club, I'm watching that now, and I'm like, oh, what the hell happened? They're, you're not doing any of the good stuff that you it's did. It's a before. kids show. But this show has this TV show has those moments. Just that what's one of the standout moments for me is when Luthen is on Coruscant. 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 Yeah, like croissant. Like croissant. A croissant. Coruscant. 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 Oh my God! Now you screwed me up. Oh my God! <laughs> but when they're in the world, and they go. The one guy. Yeah, that one speech. He goes uh, to a speech at the end, Lonnie. and he's ready to give it all up, and he's like, he'll do anything. No, that speech is one of the greatest things of any Star Wars. It was so good, and it was just it was the actor delivering what have wonderful I given dialogue. Up? All of it, you know. Oh, it's just. Oh. And but but then like that was awesome, and because of that, right? Because of all that great dialogue, because of the great acting, because of the really good storytelling, I believed. Everything going on here, I believe how this is how the rebellion gets formed. If you, if I was to tell you beforehand, like, oh, there's going to be a Star Wars show about how the rebellion is formed, you'd have been like, okay, it's going to be someone gets shot, and then a bunch of rah rah stuff goes on to different planets, and they build up and do this. This is not that. This is like how it really would happen, right? You maybe 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 next season we'll start getting into the actual forces and the rebel ships and all of that other stuff but this is the this is the groundswell of it like you said we just learned how they got a bunch of money to fund a bunch of this stuff you know that, yeah. that kind of importance and then it also just man this is this show and it knocks it, it like you get done with the show and you're like wow that was really powerful and then like let's get the extra let's get the after credit scene and then you watch that and you're just like oh my god i'm blown away by this after credits you watch the after yes credits yes scene. yes okay. yes but look, i think here's a funny thing i wonder what george you know george george lucas is watching this he's like oh this is oh that's the political drama i, I this is this is what i wanted when i did uh the trade, the trade federation. federation and uh, you know i said i said it's like a poem it rhymes and i, I did this i said but can luthan's name be bleak bleak because i think that name would add a little more character my my four-year-old said bleak bleak one time i said that would be a great name but here's the thing because george lucas yes 
I think George Lucas succeed. wanted to he do it, succeed. and he didn't succeed to that level. But he but also he was, did he it also, in a two-hour like, movie, and he also said, "And I got to bring the wizards in." Yeah, and he did it in a two-hour movie versus this is you know almost twelve he hours. May, I mean, of... could, could, he, could, could he have gotten away with how without people are talking orangutans? Oh yeah, no, there was there was. There is was, it but, legal? But if he didn't plant those seeds, and I've no, no, I, I talk it. about the first three movies being something like he did something really special there because he so expanded the universe based off of the first three, uh, four, five, and six, one, two, and three. He expanded the universe, and they are good movies. Yeah, there's flaws, but they are good movies. And so I, I give him all the credit going, hey, that what you, the Trade Federation stuff, this is what it would look like this show in a good story. This show gives me appreciation for this now. I would, I, I, when I first watched the, first, the, the prequels and stuff, back when we had our podcast, before podcasts exist, we just, again, we would open a window and yell out and give our thoughts to the world. Jerry! <laughs> George, I suck! <laughs> no, it was... I, I didn't I didn't appreciate it. I kept thinking this is a flawed story structure. Oh, there's only two Sith and and the Jedi are this and and also this trade federation and I don't care because I want pew pew and I, I, I before this I had just seen an evil empire and a bunch of rebels so I'd seen a simplistic thing and so I didn't appreciate as much and the Clone Wars cartoons at that time made me appreciate it more but they also kind of stayed away from that and they just went pew, 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 for the most part Rogue One is closer to Star Wars but it has a hint towards it and now this is way back a little bit farther and it feels it's not as far back as the prequels but it's okay this is the structure of the universe this we're seeing the senate fall apart that he did we we, we see it like where there's nobody there in the senate anymore and mon moth is oh, yelling great. out to the you know screaming out to nothing so and that, that that's just the, that's a testament to the show that, the you can, that makes me appreciate the prequels is the, crazy. the, the fact that you can mention a scene just like the, the she's mon moth scene where everyone's turning off their lights and everything like that that sticks in my head it was that's how every scene was a really powerful sort of scene. What this also does is this also gives us hope, even for like like a, in the show. Does it give it a, a new, new hope? hope? Yeah. But it does. You take a character like Cassian Andor, and they go, "Hey, we're going to do a TV show on it." And when you hear that, and you hear, "We're going to do a show on Boba Fett," "We're going to do a show on Anakin," "We're going to show I'm sorry, um, uh, Obi Wan and Ahsoka," and you're like, "Oh, I can't wait to see those." And like Cassian Andor, and you're like. Cassian Andor. Yeah, All a right. little bit, a little bit. Yeah. All right, why not? I'm sure it'll be good, but I'm not really jumping up. And, and then down you watch for this it. and you go, "Oh yeah, this is the best thing that Disney Plus has, uh, Star Wars wise, has done." So that gives me hope to go, "Hey, they can do other people and other things." If I asked you this question, I want to know your answer. Who in the Star Wars universe would you like to see get tackled in a TV show to this caliber? Grandma Tarkin. Tarkin? Yeah. Because okay. I read the Tarkin book, and it would be fantastic if they did well, that. Well, I mean, that's just a translation of the book, then? No, I mean, no, because you would still adapt it, right. but yeah. Well, I, 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 this is a question online. People said Dooku would be an interesting Oh, one yeah, Dooku see. would be fantastic. Like Tales of the Jedi. The Tales of the Jedi. Like... Do we talk about that real fast? Tales of the Jedi. Six episodes, total of like like an hour and 15 minutes, whatever it was, or an hour and a half. Fantastic. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Great stuff. Great lore stuff, especially going back to the prequels yes. and showing us how things were done. Mace Window, total jerk. Not... <laughs> No, I chose the Jedi. Dooku was right. He just chose the wrong guy to listen to. He's like, ah, he was right. Dooku was right absolutely about everything. Yaddle, she was you know, blind, and they just happened to go like, hey, this guy over here took well, advantage yes, of him. Yes, the, the Jedi, that's why they're downfall. That's, yeah. They have a downfall. But so, so people say Dooku. You know who I'd like to see? And it, 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 I know you're going to be like, no, I don't want to see it. Uh, Uncle Owen and Emperor. No. If they did a Jar Jar TV show. No. Can you redeem him, though? 
can you do something with it's a smart, only if you change change the whole structure of that character because you have to go by what we've already seen that's fair which is a the mystical char- gotta the boom, characters boom. can have growth oh i'm just saying a good writer Annie? can a good writer Little can take Annie? Cassie and Andor and make this show that is uh, but it's not just about Cassie obviously it's called yeah. Andor but the show is about the spark of the rebellion you could do a show about Jar Jar and then go with it in somewhere never you, you, no, you, you hate that but, but, but how be gone with you but how cool would I mean like they could do something awesome with it I think that I mean just give it, it but I feel that I would, would be changed. Yes, I would love I to am. see it I would love to see the attempt with do a Greedo thing. show <laughs> Ooh, that's, that's but we know so how it ends we know how this ends. Han and Greedo shoot at the same time. We know how this ends. Okay. Oh, could you do a Greedo show where you somehow... I'm reading ma- a Greedo comic right now. Maybe you do a Greedo show where like... What is it? Rodinians? Yeah. Where they... Maybe they have like different like... They, they see time differently and that's why the shootout with him and Han oh, keeps changing and you can build it into the canon. Jabba. Jabba when you chiku at Riska Tranko. People listen to the podcast yes, with Jerry Star Wars. <laughs> All right, now do see Therpio. No, uh, do um. <laughs> no, do, who's the droid in this? Uh, right, right, right. You know, I, mean, I don't. I uh, couldn't. Yeah. Could, could there be any a more sympathetic droid in all? Don't those? leave. Yeah. No, oh yeah. No, don't leave. No, uh, no, oh God. God! Like breaking my. That's a droid. It's like it goes. It's, it becomes a kid. Yeah. Oh. So uh, I want to talk about a few things in here. Uh, I want to talk about some character arcs. And some story arcs, and we'll see where that leads us to. First thing I want to talk, we'll separate this from the other story arcs because it's one, it's it's its own. I, I feel, and tell me if I'm wrong, it's its own story arc, and that's the Mon Mothma storyline. It does touch in with Luthien, Luthien or Luthen. Yeah, it t- ties with him a few times, and obviously ties in with her, with her cousin. But she's got her own storyline here. Now the actor you were talking about, Genevieve, Genevieve O'Reilly, she is actually played. Obviously, she's playing the character Mon Mothma, who had about three minutes of screen time total in Return of the Jedi. The only time we've ever seen this character, and then we obviously see her play this character in Rogue One for about six minutes worth of screen time, which is great. But she also, they actually had her back in 2005 shoot a scene, which was in the deleted scenes for. Uh, Revenge of the Sith, where she played Mon Mothma there. So not so, canon, technically. Technically, but it's also, you know, that you could say it's canon because it does nothing gets, uh, it doesn't contra- uh, contradict anything. So her storyline, what did you think? Interesting with, with the husband. Uh, I, again, if, it, if the show was just her and just this storyline, it might, as much as it's interesting, every time they were with it, when they would go away from it, I'd be like, all right, I'm fine. I'm not going like, no, go back to it. But I was also enjoying it enough that like, okay, let's, let's see what happens here next because I want to see how she loses this all. Does she lose it all? Does she lose the husband who she doesn't really care about? Does she lose the daughter who we don't really care about? <laughs> That's a good point because we don't. I, you hate her daughter. They've given us nothing of the daughter for us to like. So we're like, as a viewer, I'm like, yeah, she's the mom, but you didn't give us any moments of happiness. So in the future... During Rogue One and beyond, does she have a family or is she? Are they all gone? They're setting it up. We're like, well, the husband can, you know, hit the bricks. Yeah, it's a her storyline. They would never do a show just on her storyline. At least what we're hearing in this. This part this, of it, yes. Because this show, again, this first season was all about the rebel spark. How do, as Luthen says, how do you get to the lowest point where pe- people start to hit, turn on the Empire? And that's what his whole plan is, and that's all about this. He's lo- he's already at that point, but Andor has to lose everything to get to there. She has to lose her daughter and her to get to the point where she wants to actually really rebel. So her story. Or she just gets with- outed at some point, and she's like, "All right, I'm out. I got now. I'm going to be a figurehead over here because yeah. I got out." Yeah, I think that, I think her story is going to probably more. There's going to have more. You think there's going to be tragedy? Season. 
We'll see. I mean, what's what's the what's tragic? Again, her she daughter. She loses her daughter dies. To her, her not da- to her us. daughter dies? I don't mean that's I don't know. Who knows? That, that, the show's crazy because the show, there are so many fo- people in the show that We're following a couple of, of Imperials who are doing terrible things and we're rooting for them in other parts of the show. Oh. Deidre. Deidre is, I, I like Deidre. I thought Cyril was kind of a weak character. Oh, I, but it's, it's, he's so different than the else. His storyline is not he's, interesting. Well, no, his, his first storyline, him him being the, the uh, antagonist and that and who the foil who eventually Andor beats and then that would be the end of that character storyline we would never see it again and he worked within the conjunction uh, in in that in that window but then we're seeing him go to his mother which is crazy it's like this whole mother he's eating you know eating cereal and we're seeing this and it's kind of depressing but it has to go somewhere and clearly it's going to go somewhere in the next in the next next year or I should say Two years because this show isn't coming oh, yeah. back till twenty twenty four. Although they started filming it, yeah, but it's still. Uh, it, they, they already came out. Tony Gilroy said the only way this show's coming out earlier, you throw money at it. Yeah. If you throw money at it, it can done. But well, I will going back to the money. The money they're going to still look like it's going to be great, but it's going to take longer. They said sure. money can speed up the. I process. think one of the things that this show requires money is because they built a lot of these sets. So I made an when we first started doing. I remember the first episode. Of the Mandalorian, he lands on the planet, the ice, where he's on the ice and all that kind of stuff, and then he goes to the city. And one of my first complaints was, the town doesn't look like a real place. It doesn't look populated. I don't know if you, do you remember me having this argument. Like we talked it, about it, yeah. and it looks small. Like this is supposed to be a big town. And there's like three people in each shot, maybe. Like it was, it didn't feel like a real town. This felt like a real town because they built this. So did Boba Fett. Boba Fett felt like a real town. But they, when he's in the fight to the city. Oh, you're talking and, about, uh, yeah, t- I'm saying, Tatooine I'm saying, or Dan, yeah, Tatooine. Uh, the other, uh, yeah, no, it was not Tatooine. Yeah, it was the, in uh, uh, Mos Eisley, Mo- yeah, the other Mos Eisley, but yeah. yeah. I, felt, I felt that, I feel like uh, that that's the, pro- the progress of the technology. Yeah, but this, they actually built, this is mostly practical stuff. They didn't use well, the volume. Well, as far as we know. Stuff. You know well, what that's I mean? what they came out and said. They were, they could, they, yeah, now yeah, this yeah. is mobile find out on yeah. the disassembled or whatever they call it. But this was, this felt like it was fleshed out. So they can throw more money at it because some of the places are already built, but I don't know if we're going to go back to like I don't know if we're going to go back to this home planet, you know. I don't I, maybe we'll go back to the beach. I don't know if we're going to go back to the beach area either. I don't know. The well, I mean, obviously we had the flashback sequence. Well, first off, with Mon Mothma, let's wrap that up. Then, then was there anything else? No. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I I'll be very curious where she goes. With the cousin, I think that was smart to make them cousins because that makes our characters have to interactivity, and so they're not so separate. I'm just hoping at some point next season she bumps into General Maydeen. that other guy that is at the end of Return of the Jedi, and, you're, and you get the action figure like, who is this guy? This yeah. gray hair, well, here's gray the last thing I'll say on Mon Mothma <laughs> is the character in continuity screws up because after they win, after they win Return of the Jedi. And then for a couple years, she's got, you know, the rebel fleet and they're dealing with the Empire. As soon as they think they got the Empire taken care of, and that's, of course, when the First Order is happening, she, she makes a decree. Let's let's break this fleet up. Let's not have a, this control. And then they and then they have 20 years of peace or 30 years mm-hmm. of peace before the First Order comes up and goes. And then instantly, instantly, the First Order is like. Boom, and now we're in complete control because there is no fleet to go ahead. So she made the decision to bust. I'm just saying, with the continuity. To to give her credit. No, they said this in the books. They said this in the books. She didn't know somehow Palpatine would return. Yeah, that's pretty good. (laughs) No, but I guess like that was a whole thing with Leia, Leia's character and everything, because she 
basically because Leia couldn't take over because got out mm-hmm. that Leia was Darth Vader's daughter, and they're like people are like no, no, oh Morgan, no, you know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but no, they. <laughs> but yeah, they the the so so Mon Mothma, you know, gets rid of the fleet. Gets rid of all this stuff, and then they surprise that the first order comes in. We're in charge now, and we're going to chase this down. Hey, stop! Nope, sorry, we're 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 in charge. But anyways, I think that's that's the flaw where Mon Mothma's character in that's continuity fine. could go. But that's also that's she's fine. not you know whatever she's that's she's great. In that, you know what? That's I don't mind. Characters can have flaws. That's fine. Yeah. So going on to our main storyline, but not the imperial part, which is with yeah you know, uh, Deidre and Cyril. Yes, and then his Cyril's buddy. Who just was great, like a great character. Yes, Sergeant, Sergeant, uh, Sergeant Loudmouth Iron, Iron, I guess, what do you call it? But anyways, so we've got, uh, I thought, I, again, I'm excited to see where Cyril Karn is going to go. Uh, I'm I not thought, excited, I, I, but I, thought, I thought how they handled that at the end there and how she's dealing he's with it. I'm excited the for the fact that, I, I guess let me rephrase that. I'm excited because I have no idea where it's going. Sure. And that... For an old, old person like myself, is exciting. You just gave yourself too old. Yes, because I feel like I know all the story structures of so many things. I'm like, okay, this is going to get introduced here. This is what's going to happen because that's how story works. And sometimes you're okay with that because, like I said, you can do that if you do it really clever. You go like, yeah, I knew the story beats, but my God, who cares? It was it was fantastic. I know, I know. At a certain point, even though a show like Yellowstone, I'm watching, I'm like, yeah, you know, they threw out this in episode two. This little hurdle, I'm like, this isn't the real hurdle of the show. They're going to solve this in two episodes because they've already got bigger things going. And this is just a storyline sure. to get going. I, I don't know how they're going to get, but I know that this is not a major issue. You know, I know that. And on this show, I'm like, I don't know what's going on with Cyril Karn. I don't know if next season he she's going to raise him up or, or what. And I'm fascinated. Or are they going to flip go. and become traitors to the Empire? Or what well, they, that, you, know. you would hope for all of that until you get to the part where she is torturing Bix and you go like, oh, and that, forget the fact that they throw out the thing like, hey, let's kill the pilot and then leave his body here. I mean, she's like dark. Yeah, but dark characters can, one of our favorite characters, Negan, is that dark character who he can try to rehabilitate. I know, I'm saying you, you know, can, I'm but, okay, it, was, okay but it's, it makes it a lot harder when you see the torture. Well, you see her happens. torturing, but then you also see her in a world where she's, oh, that's what's from great her about point it. of view, she's not a bad guy. No, she's also she's also oppressed within that grouping, and yeah. she has to fight her way. Which up. is one of some people complaining, and there are plenty of examples, but like not enough aliens in the show. It's like, well, yeah, they make sense that there's not a lot of aliens. Oh, the Empire certain, hates aliens. They're, Empire they're, they're, so they're, they're not they're in the species. ISP. Yeah, they're, they probably are not at the same prison because they're probably at a worse place. Like, a, like you know, mm-hmm. like they had a Wookiee camp. Like, right? They're, they're probably at a worse place. Oh yeah. So like, there's a lot of there. There were aliens in this, just not. The normal. Yeah, think about those two crazy looking aliens that they ran into when they they escaped from the prison. That was it was they looked different than anything we've ever seen. They looked semi practical with probably some CGI enhancement. So so let's talk about our other characters. Our main character, Cassian Andor. Joel, going back to Rogue One. And after Rogue One, they go, All right, Joel, which character would you want to see an origin of out of all those characters in Rogue One? You got K2SO, you got the two Two, uh, you know, got uh, got Donnie Yen, and you got the other guy, the martial artist in the, the wisp, gun. Yeah. You've got you got uh, wisp, not wisp, the uh, wills, wills. Thank you. You've got <laughs> uh, what's the main girl's 
his name's escaping me because I'm thinking of this yes, one. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're, you're throwing uh, this all at me right now, and I don't. We're terrible at names. If you listen to our podcast, I believe it's name. pronounced Ray Jin Skywalker. Urso. Ray Skywalker. No, you got Jin Urso. I think the only character that I cared about less than Cassie and Andor out of that grouping was probably the Tie Fighter pilot, who was. But his well, which he 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 defected to him, and he became part of the group, and then he gets killed off because of grenade. Rook. Yeah, which I thought was great. Again, Love that actor. No, yeah, he was great. Uh, he was, yeah, he was fantastic in Venom. <laughs> no, anyways, so I'm saying they were able to do this with Cassie and Andor and to make you appreciate it uh, speaks volumes for it. Volumes. When the first episode, when they introduced all these characters there and they introduced Bix, I'm like, okay, that's the girl. She's going to be important. And who's that big guy who's his friend who works there in that place where they put all their, their boots on the wall or their gloves on the wall? Like, he's going to be important. And then there's this the mom, you know, played by... Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, Fiona, Fiona Shaw plays uh, Marva Andor, who we were like, oh yeah, that's the that's the evil aunt from Harry Potter, and and then after like the beginning episode, they kind of like he leaves with Luthien, and I'm in a way I'm like, oh, I guess those characters aren't important, and part of me was like, good, get out of there because that's I want to see. I, I, I well, thought he, I thought at the time I go, I want to see him join the rebellion, so I want him to leave all that well, stuff. Here's the thing, right? And you forget about this because it happened so long ago in the show. So we have a whole origin with he's a kid. And the whole purpose of the show was him to find his sister. Well, at least that was our opening sequence, yes. It's still there. And they said that they they won't talk. The Tony Gilroy says, I can't talk about that. But I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's still something. That was his his driving motivation through all of this. His sister's name is Deidre Moreau. That's right. The blonde Imperial ISB is his sister. But they come from, they come from that planet and all that. But you forget about that stuff because like yeah, that was when the show was like you're like, eh, the show's okay when it with the first couple episodes because it's slow and it's world building and you're just like okay, all right. Oh, and, and then, then training sudden, to do. But I, I think I, I think I'm like everybody else. I mean, obviously when they premiered this, they premiered the first three episodes together and very smart because they wanted to build to something because as we're watching that. And they were okay. Now they got to train, and now he's got his. The kid's got his manifesto, and they don't trust him. Well, no, and that's, all of that that's stuff the was, second arc. <laughs> well, no, there was the. It was the, that was the second. Oh, arc. That's right. after that he the leaves the planet. Arc. Yeah. Yes. That, that, that's the heist sequence, which was fantastic with the eye and all that kind of stuff. But and, I remember thinking, like, oh my gosh, this is a lot of setup. But then, I, I I I I bit my tongue because when that episode happens and they're walking with it. It did everything I always talk about, where when you're watching it and going, wait a minute, how can they walk through? Wouldn't somebody notice? And like, oh no, they spent two episodes explaining everything so that when you see them do it, you go, mm-hmm. oh yeah, they earned this. They earned this. The prison break, they earned it. Everything gets earned. So the, you bring up the prison break. Was that, that the best that, part of the show? That might have been the best the, part the, of the show. The, 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 I mean, <laughs> the, the final episode was incredible. I thought it was it built up and all those pieces happened, but that prison break because we had sat with him for at least two, if not three episodes, two and a half episodes, getting in the prison. My God, well, it's freaking Shawshank. It's Shawshank. We there's something about us as a, a a good story would do it too, but there's something about us as a a people who will like when people are wrongly imprisoned or people who are wrongly done that like getting their come up in like going out and then and delivering come up and growing and doing that there we love that and and Andy Circus 
just is. I, I can't believe I didn't even mention him. When his I mentioned the actors, eyes, his eyes when he when he goes from who you first see him and you're like, oh, I, this guy's a jerk because he's he's like, I just do your work and get out of here. You know what, what's the what's the what is the phrase they say when they put their hands on there and they have to for you know mm-hmm. they uh you know they hold the yeah, assume it's not assume the position. Yeah, I know what you're but saying, it's something. I it, I know. Sorry, didn't, yeah, but it's it's uh you like you don't like him, but. That sequence, when he finally realizes, after Andor spent, I think they did such a great thing when they did that time jump after he does it one time, they go 30 times later, like, oh, a month has gone by, and he knows these characters, and you start to recognize, mm-hmm. like, oh, that's the old guy, and that's the that's the redhead guy. And you just, when, you, when Cyril, Cyril Karn, which is, again, this is a tough show to know names. Oh, cause, yeah. cause there's a lot of characters. Because at least... Skywalker had a first name Luke. Like I can understand Luke, Luke Skywalker, but it's like this show is built on a thing that where I'm like, I before I Cassian, I, Cassian Andor, get out of here. And also, there's a name Andor. Hey guys, didn't you have a, sh- a planet called Endor? What's wrong with the naming? This is so hard. This is so hard. Are you, Andy Circus though, and the way he delivers his eyes, like they should really turn his eyes into like a Smeagol character. I think that would be great. <laughs> now the look on his face when he realizes, you know, and he's trying to say, "Hey, no one's listening. No yeah. one's listening." And when he sees once they once the old man gets Dies. euthanized, mm-hmm. which by the way, yeah. that old guy has been in a billion things. He was one of the guys in Alien 3 on the planet, one sure. of the bald guys. Batman. He was, you know, who are you? Uh, the bat eh, the yeah, Batman. Yeah. It's fantastic. And he was also in like I said, he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. He was the guy who uh they were trying to sell stuff to at the beginning the alien on that one the planet. First Guardians of the Galaxy yes. where they all find, they converge. So this guy has been in Star Wars, Batman, Aliens, and Marvel. This guy's he's, he's hitting the genre pretty he's, good. He's doing what he needs to do. Uh yeah, the the when he when when you see his face and he goes, there's never more than twelve on the floor at a time. That's the way that episode ended. You're like, oh my god, it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. Because because obviously did. when we're watching Andor in the prison, we're like, well, he can't, he can be in here a couple episodes, but he's gonna get out. And part of me going into that was like, oh, I, I honestly, I was like, when he got to the prison and they set it up and they have the floor and everything, and I'm going, oh, I'm gonna have to sit through. I didn't watch that show Prison Break because I don't really want to sit through a bunch of Prison Break stuff. I've seen some Prison Break and it's fine. If it's done condensed, but I'm like, oh, I know the structure of the show now, and they're going to spend two episodes, maybe three, while he's trying to get out of prison, and I know he's going to get out because he's got to get out. So there's no, so part of my head's going, uh, uh. and then when they finally did it, and the way they spent that time, it shut me up. It just shut me up. I'm like, oh, absolutely. And the, and like I said, uh, Cyril, not Cyril, but. Cassian? No, not Cassian. Andy Serkis. Kino Loy. Uh, was I probably saying? I was probably saying uh, the wrong one here. Kino Loy. You were when saying he, Kilo Noy. I, I might have Kilo <laughs> Noy. Or Todd Noy. <laughs> <laughs> no, his that whole sequence of getting well, out, the you, tension Jerry. of that. Oh my god. Because it's one of the one, one of those standout moments where he's like, "Let's go," and he and he, that smile. I can't swim. Oh, it was it was kind of it, it, that second smile when he says he goes, "I can't swim," and then he goes, "What?" He goes, "I can't swim." Yeah, that okay. smile. Holy. Will cow. we see him again? And if we do, is that a detriment to the show? I don't know if we will. And I think if we do, he may show up like, if you remember the movie, 19, this is where I'm going to go with reference, 1968, Charlton Heston, Planet of the Apes. It's him and it's two other astronauts. And then after he gets separated, we see one astronaut uh, you see both astronauts. Like one astronaut literally is stuffed mm-hmm. later, and I'm like, that kind of bra- oh, like, brain dead right up. Well, lobotomy. one was the lobotomy, and the other one it was just stuffed in a mm-hmm. museum. Uh, and I was like, 
I can see that where he's going to walk by and like, oh, he's dead, frozen in carbonite over there as a, as a warning sign. I, th- I could see that being the yeah. tragedy. Or, or, or they're cloning him for Snoke. Snoke. <laughs> Let's not throw that away. Because he was the same actor who played Snoke. <clears throat> I hope they don't bring him back. Let it out there. Be a mystery. I don't, like, you can, yes, at this point now in the Star Wars world, they tell stories about every character. I believe they told a story about everyone at Jabba's Palace and everybody at the Cantina. So they, they the could modal do, nodes. They could do this in forty years. They could do a story on him, but I don't bring him back. I think his ending. I can't swim. That smile. That like, it sucks. And I don't think anyone else. I think just the two of them made it off that planet. Maybe maybe one just other person. The two but God dang it, that was such a good ending for his character. And they did make it seem like they were the only two. Remember when you think, oh, they're kind of running. It's going to be a pain in the butt. And then the next episode, they're hanging on the side of a mountain. Yeah. You're like, oh, they're how really you showing you how. You need, a, you need a ship. They got lucky. I don't know. I, I, again, I would say normally you're right. They probably won't touch him again. It was fine because we've already seen how they they, they, care, they they will spend episodes building up other characters only to then instantly kill them, which makes it shocking. I've never thought that uh, the fa- the laser guns, the the blasters, have never seemed more deadly in any Star Wars than they do in this. Well, even in Rogue One, it's like people shoot, like you know, stormtroopers are shooting, and they almost always miss. And if they get hit, if you know if your main character gets hit, you're like, ow! When this thing happens, anybody who gets shot with one of these, they put a sound effect of a wham when they get hit. They go down hard, and they never move again. There, it's like instantly, oh, he's dead. He's dead. He's the, dead. The one guy in the, the the heist scene, the first guy to die, who was the Imperial. Uh, yes. And he, I had to rewind to see he died because you don't even see it. Like he's gone. Like what? What happened? Holy cow! They just killed him off. Yeah. I I I love it. Loved it. Love that. Yeah. I'm. I, I, I would. Do you think also look about that? You, know, you talk about what they make stuff. You know when they filmed that prison escape. They had to fill. They they built that one set where they did all that work, and then they climbed up, and then they built it like four other times to f- show the other scenes when everybody else was breaking out of this other one. They kept building it. I'm yeah. obviously kidding. They they they, they were very the cool. they were very smart again. to redo that over and over again, which they do in 1899 because I've watched the first episode of that oh, show. Gee, okay, <laughs> I don't know why you brought that up. Oh, jeez, you'll know it when you see it. You'll know it because what I just said. No, you'll I, get it. <laughs> Because it's part of the Star Wars universe. Yeah, right. Uh, anything else you want to say about this show, other than just keeping praise on it and knocking? It I'm sure there are you know, bits There's and pieces. Other, I mean, we went through all kind of the main characters. Uh, what do you think is going to happen with Luthen? You think he's going to die? You've heard the, the theory season? about him being a Jedi, right? I have heard that theory, but I don't think it's true. I don't like it but, either. But but no, I don't. I, but I think I there's it. enough stuff in there that it would work. He's got that. He's got that one staff that folds up. It's like has that a lightsaber in there? How did he, he's he's on Coruscant? Does he hide himself? Because everything he says in that speech can be interpreted that way. I don't sure. think it's true either. Uh, I mean, I I don't think he's I don't think he's gonna make it out of this. I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna die next season because he's just. Too, I don't think he's gonna be. I'm, I'm done. I'm out. I, unless he's alive in the during the rebellion, we just never see him, or he becomes General Maydeen. No, okay. But, okay, just speaking of another amazing Oh, he also has a kyber crystal. He has a kyber crystal. He says, bring this kyber. In the beginning, he, he gives does. it to him, and he goes, give this but back. There's nothing of, more important of, to me. He has a ton of relics in his shop. I know, but that's that's a good one, though. That's a really good one. Like, well, let me let me also let me say this, though. Oh, his gallery? Yeah, that's, there's let me say so this, many though. things there. One of the greatest scenes of the show, when they have the tractor beam on him, and he releases the good metal call. into the... <laughs> it, it, just started, it, it looked perfect. 
it looked And then you go, well, that's perfect. cool. He gets away. And then he pulls out two lightsabers yeah, out the I, side. I have a little bit of a... You and know, you watch it, you go like, okay, yeah, that's a Jedi. I mean, that'd be nice to have those with A-wings when they're flying around, like, start, like, just have Clearly those on A-wings expensive. all the time. It's expensive. I guess. He's, it's he's, still, we've never seen it before, and it's one of those things that could be... You man, mean it's if, the Holdo maneuver? Right? A little bit? You know, they've actually explained that in the comics and the books now. I don't buy that. <laughs> The, the comics books, those are canon until they're not. <laughs> I started reading those. I'm like, oh, that's good. And they already contradict themselves. Like, oh, this doesn't count. Like, I'm, looking at, a, I'm right? looking at a website that shows all the things in his in his office. Yeah, you don't need to go through it all. No, but did you Keep know that in me. one of them, you know, he's got all those things on there, like uh, uh, Amidala's headdress mm-hmm. in a in a all, all sorts of armor, Mandalorian armor, and Jedi Temple guard masks on a shelf near the two. There's a Jedi holocrum and a Sith holocrum, but right next to that are the Sankara stones. From Temple of Doom? Yes. Yeah. All three of them are sitting there. That's awesome. That's fantastic. I like to know <laughs> that they're hot. Come here, hot, Luthen. Come here, hot. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. I mean, we could talk about this for days because it was a beautiful piece the of The Gungan art. Shields. Remember that? They yep. had this. <laughs> it's a beautiful piece of art, and we could talk about it for days, and I'm looking forward to season two. I know you are as well. Yes, I am. Uh, again, we like I said, it won't be on for 2024. Oh, Oh my god! One of the one of the things that made me fall in love with the show. I didn't even mention it. Go ahead. The music on this show. Oh my! You said that god. before. I have the music. It's good, but it uh, doesn't well, it, it doesn't blow me away. I, I really like it. I'm just saying. I'm just, what I got me do. though was the scene when he's on the beach planet and he's being he's running from the the droids. No, he's running. For, he's he's running. He's running from uh, the troopers. And this when he gets falsely arrested. Man, that music there was so wonderful. I was like, this is this. It had it had to me. It had the Tron uh, legacy sort of that Daft Punk sort of feel. I was like, yes. Maybe I I'm wrong. I, no, I, no, I you're not wrong. I've heard people say that too. The opening changed every time. I like, personally, and I've heard. Yeah, we've all heard the, the that different different music adding on to the music. I think with the music, what stood out to me more, uh, the Mandalorian music, uh, has just. Every time they do that, and they would like they have a they have a Tron technical moment when there's in that high that scene where they're trying to bust out with Bill Burr's character in the first season, and they had done that enough that that stood out even more to me. But yes, this music is great. It's just I have to listen to it more and more because I haven't heard anything that um, that takes see, me. I, don't, to the next I didn't level. listen to it other than watching it through the show, and I thought it added it to the show. It well. complimented. That's the word. Thank you. All right, no, no more. Also, here's right, no more. one last thing. No, I'll I say. said no more. It's because no of the more. beach thing in the holiday when he runs along because he thinks he's involved for some mm-hmm. reason, which obviously if he had just sat in his lounge, Barco lounger, he would have been fine. Mm-hmm. But he runs along, and then that one sand trooper stops him, questions him, and eventually gets him arrested. If that guy had just gone, move along, the rebellion might not have happened because Cassian would have just been, oh, everything's fine. To that guy. It's all part of the force, Jerry. Yes. All right. That will bring us to the end of this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions or comments, yell outside your window and we'll be listening as we always do. This was fun. We have another podcast coming up on the feed after this. Yes, it's going to be the Guardians of the Galaxy. You say that. It's going to be the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. So we've got multiple podcasts coming out here for you. And then uh, I'm not doing Avatar, Joe. not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to see it. Yes. So thank you for listening. Star Wars Forever. And our next Star Wars podcast will be Mandalorian in January or February. Maybe we'll get back to doing episodes. Who knows? But you got nothing? No. You just want me to be done? Oh, yeah. Okay, we're done. Thanks, guys. I'm Jerry. I'm Joel. We'll talk to you next time.